Thanks for joining us today as you listen to a portion of a message recorded at Vine Life Church in Boulder, Colorado. If you'd like to connect with us further, you can visit us online at www.vinelife.com. We've had a good morning already, haven't we? I was feeling what he was, too. I'm, oh, ooh. Okay. Well, as you know, I don't have much time. And uh, so I'm going to condense this, what, uh, what I have here. So this will be maybe the second miracle you've seen today, that I condense something. So um, I'll let some of you find that really funny. But um, Luke is going to continue the series that he started last week. He'll be doing that next week, continuing that series. Uh, so uh, today, I just want to talk again about the theme that I've been on, uh, felt the Lord has had me on, about inheritance, about receiving our inheritance. And that's part of what we've been experiencing here today, is receiving our inheritance. Uh, I, I, feel, I feel kind of washed and refreshed and renewed. You know, that's our spiritual inheritance as sons and daughters. Uh, from the Lord. And uh, so we've been talking, or I have at other times talked about the process that we're in, uh, the transition uh, to receive our inheritance. Now, last year, if you've been around very long, you've heard us refer to a word that was given uh, in the spring about the Lord bringing us into a new season, doing something new. How many have heard that? And out of Isaiah, there are a couple scriptures from a couple different speakers, two weeks back to back, and they were from outside Vine Life. They came in, they didn't realize they were releasing something, but they were. And I think you probably were all like me. I got up and, and made note of the fact that this word of the new has come, being released over us, and we were all rejoicing, right? Hallelujah. Everybody happy about that, right? Happy, happy, happy. The only thing we didn't understand is the process that we'll go through to release the new. It's called going through the cross. <laughs> so the, the old, releasing the new, what you're going to experience is the cross. That's what Jesus experienced. He brought the new man uh, to this world. But what did he go through first before his resurrection? He went through death. So when the pronouncement of you're going to be upgraded, you're going to have something new comes, we get excited, but we may not understand the process that God is going to take us through, the transition in order to experience the new. He's, the first thing he's going to take you to is a place of death. Death to the flesh. Flesh can't go into the spirit. It, it has to die. So these things uh, about our character, you know, these things that, that God wants to, to transform, it, the, the transformation is going to require that first we experience death. And so that's, that's, 
what happens in that in that process there's going to be a confrontation with our flesh because it can't go into the new and uh Graham Cook has noted and for those of you who don't know he was here uh, a few weeks ago uh, he he's he's noted that many churches don't get through transition they don't get through the cross into the new because they they get stopped there at the place of confrontation. Now, at that place of confrontation of the cross, there are three strategies of the enemy to keep us from experiencing new life in Christ. But there's also three ways in which God uh, has shown us how we can counter the enemy's strategies and move through that place of confrontation that place of dying to the flesh. Now, the flesh is going to, when it's confronted, it's going to raise up in pride. It's going to raise up in uh, self-righteousness. It's going to raise up in uh, offense. I'm not being appreciated. I'm not being loved. Uh, I'm not being cared for. I've been hurt. Uh, you know, it's the victim mentality, and it's going to repeat. The flesh is going to talk about the past, what's wrong with the past, and how wrongly it, it's been treated in the past. Anybody know anything about that? Her, when I was in Africa, I heard a story of a pastor telling me, he, he told me this testimony of a guy coming to him, and he was just going on and on about how he's mistreated in, in his church. And, and by others around him, and not appreciated, and so forth. And the, and the pastor said to him, Oh, look who's not so dead. You get the point, right? So the flesh is going to raise up and complain. Israel's an example going through the wilderness. They were going through a transition. And Israel is an example of a people who didn't make it. They complained. Because here are the three strategies. The first one is infiltration, which tries to bring division and bring accusation and starts pointing fingers of the reason we're in this problem is because of whoever. It, it's not us. It's not God doing something to change us. It has to do with what's wrong with everybody around us. The person I married, uh, the, you know, my boss at work, the pastor, the leaders, whatever. It's, it's always somebody else. It doesn't have anything to do with what God's trying to change in here. And so division is the first strategy of the enemy. The second one will be depression. When you, you, know, you just uh, become so discouraged and depressed and down. I want to just give you a quick story here to kind of help you what I'm talking about here of how in transition this will happen to you and, and uh, what to do about it. Uh, I, I woke up one morning about 3 o'clock, and I, I just, all the strength was gone, in, you know, physically. And the, my first thought is, oh, my goodness, my blood sugar level is so low. I've got, I have to get up and get something to eat. I don't know what's wrong with me physically. I don't know why my blood sugar level is this low, but it's really bad. And so I'm getting up, and I'm sitting in the rocking chair, and I'm eating and having a little snack and so forth. And then I go to bed thinking, you know, this is going to take effect, and um, I'm going to start feeling good enough that I can go to sleep. Because I felt so poorly, I couldn't sleep. 
And uh, so I laid there until about 6 in the morning. And I still hadn't improved. And I thought, what is wrong with me? There's something really physically wrong with me right now. And so I, I got up at, at 6, you know, and because um, I'd been awake all this time, and just, what's wrong with me? And the moment I got up, I heard the Spirit of the Lord say, put on the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. And he kept saying that over and over, put on the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. And I realized the first time he said it, that I was under a spirit of depression. It wasn't physical. It, although I was feeling it physically, it was the, the source of it was actually spiritual. And I began to praise the Lord. And the moment I began to praise the Lord, I could feel this thing lift off me. And within 15 minutes, my strength had returned. And I went through the whole day feeling strong and feeling well. Now, I just share that with you so that you'd understand that when you're going through transition, there's a confrontation. The enemy strategies will be division and will be depression, just like I shared with you there. And the last thing will be passivity. Give up and quit. Just don't try. You stop praying. You stop reading the Word. Some people stop going to church. You just give up and quit because, you know, it's not happy. Nothing's happy for you. Everything's a pain. Everything hurts. Everything is a problem. Nothing. There's no joy. It's gone. And you're, you're, the enemy has captured you into that place where you give up and quit. Some people give up and say, why do I even, why am I a Christian? This Christianity thing doesn't work. What they don't understand is that they're in a confrontation that's transitioning them from the old to the new. And this is a, this is part of the, what you're going to face in the confrontation. You're going to face the enemy strategies of division, of, of, uh, depression and passivity. Not all your arguments with people, your spouse and other people are just because you don't have an understanding. Some of that's true, but some of it has is spiritual in nature, where the enemy would like to destroy your unity and your peace and your love. So God has given us three ways to overcome the enemy's strategies of infiltration, you know, division and depression and passivity, and they are communion with God and covenant to the house and commitment to leaders. Now, that, that last one is really popular in the church. Graham Cook, when he was here, he said, as a church in this area, he was talking to us as elders, he said, you're going to have to deal with independence and rebellion because those are the two major spirits over this area, independence and rebellion. And over the years, I've seen a lot of it in the church. But I'm thankful and, and so happy to say that it's not happening in this house. 
This house is passing a test. Now, if I had time, I would read 1 Peter chapter 4 and chapter 5 to you, which is the basis of the things I'm sharing with you about the schemes of the enemy, which I just talked about. And then I like the way he finishes it up in 5.10. He says, And after you have suffered for a while, the God of all grace, which is the divine enablement, who called you to his eternal glory in Christ, will himself perfect confirm, strengthen, and establish you. The New Living Translation says it like this. He will restore, strengthen, make you strong, and support you, and he will place you on a firm foundation in Christ. Praise the Lord. There's there's a happy outcome to the confrontation you're going through. The cross, as painful as it is, the enemy will try to keep you focused on the pain of the cross. But Jesus showed us the way through, and he rose from the dead, and he rose from this. A new man. And he wants us to understand the new will come. It will come. It's on it. As a matter of fact, it's here now. We've been experiencing it here now. That's because we are learning to be a people of the Spirit rather than the flesh. Graham said that most churches do not make this transition through the cross. Most churches fail at this place of confrontation. You know, the enemy takes takes people out because they're so immersed in the power of the flesh. Bitterness, resentment, criticism, that, that was Israel in the wilderness. So, so most churches don't, he said, they don't make this transition. But I'm just happy to announce today this church is making this transition. And I'm just, I've never been a part of a group of, of people like this. I have people talk to me today and say, hey, how are things going at your church? And I say, you wouldn't believe what's happening. The outpouring of the Spirit. People are, are following the Spirit. They're listening to the Spirit. It, it, see, it's, it's a group of people who will come together and let the love of God hold us together. It's the glue that will hold us together. It'll hold our marriage together, hold our families together, hold our church together. It love, God's love will hold us together. And, and so it'll hold us together through the pain that we experience at the confrontation of moving from the old, letting the old man die, the flesh, and stepping into new life in Christ. And it's worth it because afterwards, when you go through it, you're going to be restored. You're going to be strengthened. He's going to make you strong. He's going to support you. And he's going to place you on a firm foundation. That's what he says in First Peter 5. Now, I said all of that to, well, I just want to talk about God's remedies just a little bit more. Communion with God. That's why we worship so much here. Because when the enemy comes with, with his plan in, the, in confrontation, you know, he wants the worship level to go down. But here, we're raising the worship level up. That's why we spent even more time today in worship. Is You know, do it privately. Do it individually. More time before the Lord.
May I, may I have permission to give you a transparent uh, story? I, I, it, the Lord just dropped it on me, so I guess He's given me permission to share it if you will receive it. But when I talk about more communion with God in times of pain and difficulty, uh, it's only been this week for the first time in months I found myself sitting at the piano just worshiping God. <laughs> just float like a river broke like a dam burst in my heart. <laughs> I just sit at the piano just worship just float. I recommend it to you. Uh, increase your worship. Increase your worship. When it comes to covenant of the house, Graham wrote this. He said, the church is the dwelling place of God by the Spirit. He lives in relationships, not meetings. <laughs> you can just sing songs, and you can just go through the motions. You can just... You know, by the clock, boom. We punched our ticket and we did our church thing. That's not what we're doing here. That's not who we are. And that's why it doesn't work that way. But as we become people of the Spirit, we find that He lives in relationships. He lives in the quality of our relationships with each other. So that the more forgiveness, the more love, the more we honor each other and bless each other, the more we create a habitation for the Lord's presence to dwell in our midst. Because that's what he's attracted to. You all know he's not attracted to bitterness and anger and resentment and unforgiveness and contention and strife. I mean, you've experienced that, uh, you know, different times in your home. It's like, hmm. God's not here. His peace is gone. The joy is gone. So relationships create this, create a holding place. Loving relationships create a holding place for His peace and for His joy in our home uh, and with each other. Amen? And the last one is commitment to leadership. I, I, I say of the Holy Spirit, Graham talks about commitment of to the leadership of the church. And he talks in his book, Permission to Do Church Differently in the 21st Century. He's, he's talking about how leaders are under attack and that during the, this confrontation and transition, that's when the church needs to get behind leaders. It's not that they're going to do it perfectly or be perfect. It's just that they're going to be a target of attack. They're going to be assaulted because they're on the point. Strike down the shepherd and the sheep are scattered. And I'm just, again, so pleased at, at whatever challenges that we've been experiencing, you've all just been so uh, supportive in prayer and, and love and encouragement. Now, um, David and his mighty men are an example of people who succeeded in this confrontation. 
when it when he David was transitioning from a shepherd to a king, there were everyone in distress and discontent and in debt joined David, and you know something happened when they joined David because David was a worshiper, and he, his worshiping God had to rub off on these people and turn these people into warriors who were covenanted to. God and to each other, and committed to David, even committed to David to the point that he said, oh, I wish I could have a drink from the well at Bethlehem, the gates of uh, Bethlehem, and some guys broke through when the Philistines occupied the gates there and got some water from the well, how they ever did that, but it just showed their commitment to him as a leader, you know, to bring him just something he mentioned in passing. So these three ways, communion with God, covenant to the house, and commitment to leadership, David's men, and David and his men show an example of people who made it through that confrontation and made that transition. And uh, David became a ruler, became king with his mighty men. Now, I've, I've shared all this briefly, and it's time for me to close, to, uh, to set up this word. And if, Jen, if you'll help me out here, I had this word sent to me. Actually, Terry forwarded it to me a while back. It's been maybe a year by now. I don't know. But as the Lord brought it back to me, it just seemed to sum up the season that we've been in, the time that we've been in, and just speak so clearly to us. And so um, I, I've been kind of sharing to bring us to this place that you could now receive an impartation of a word. Would you do that? Would you open your hearts to receive a word? So I think the way I'd ask you to do it as I close uh, is just to close your eyes and just enter into a place of receiving, just, just where you can receive these words. Let them become life and let him become spirit to you right now. As if the Lord himself were speaking to you about the transition you're going through, the transition we're going through, and the time of confrontation we're experiencing, the time of, of, uh, of transition. Just hear these words. It's, they're written by a, a lady by the name of Marsha Burns. And this is the... Um, this is the prophetic word for us to hear this morning. Even though you have been through a time of tearing down, when it seemed like you endured one loss after another in many ways, yet now I will begin to build you up. But it will not be by your own design or your carnal desires. It will be according to my plans and order. For I say honestly that there were things that needed to be adjusted, and those adjustments could not have come without a dramatic upheaval with regard to the things that needed to be changed. Do not mourn for the things you've lost, but rather look up and yield to the work of my hands in your life and circumstances. A new and divine order will no longer tear you down, but will build you up and you will be strong. 
Now is the time for you to strengthen the hands which hang down and feeble knees and to make straight paths for your feet so that what is lame may not be dislocated but rather be healed. Hebrews 12, 12 through 13. You may feel lame, but your attitude and outlook will bring strength and healing. This is certainly no time for you to get stuck in being victim of this house cleaning process. It has been good for you spiritually, whether you know it or not. And I will certainly lead you in a way that you have not known and make the crooked path straight before you. Take your rightful and strong position in this new season and set yourself by faith and in hope to both sow good spiritual seeds and reap a great and bountiful harvest. Do this consciously and deliberately, for the time has come for the changes you have endured to set the stage for divine order in your life and circumstances, says the Lord. Isaiah 42, 16 says, I will bring the blind by a way they do not know. I will lead them in paths they have not known. I will make darkness light before them and crooked places straight. These things I will do for them and not forsake them. So if you receive this word just quietly in your heart right now, just thank the Lord for his word over you, released over you. Just say, tell him, I, I agree, Lord. I receive this word of what you're releasing. Father, I pray for this church and I bless this church. I bless this church as we have encountered this word of you releasing us into the new and then discovering your process involves a dying to our flesh so that the spirit might rise up. And Lord, for anyone who has been discouraged or depressed, anyone who has felt overwhelmed with the process of the cross, I thank you for the testimony of Christ that we can go through the cross and raise to new life. And I thank you that there's a release of new life in this church. I bless this church, Lord. I, I just bless them for their hearts, for their love, for their faithfulness, for their way they have just walked faithfully with you in, this, in their own life personally and in what we walk through corporately. I bless their heart to pursue you in every way. And let there be a building up now. Let there be a building up in every way. A building up. Thank you, Lord. Even as that word was released to us in worship today, a remodel, a remodel, a building up, a newness, a newness that's come to us. I bless each one here now. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.